and welcome back to Faith and You You, a podcast for everyone. This is Reverend McKinley Sims. I apologize because it's been a while since I've been able to sit down and record a podcast, and a lot has happened in my life since uh, the spring, I think, when the last episode was. So I was living in Washington, D.C., serving as a chaplain at St. Elizabeth's Mental Health Hospital. And since then, I have left that job, and I have started a new gig as the contract minister at the Unitarian Universalist Church of the Restoration here in Philadelphia. So if you're ever in Philadelphia, come on down and see us at 6900 Stenton Ave. I will start preaching here in September. In the meantime and in between time, between leaving the hospital and starting here at Restoration, I had some time off, and I had the privilege and the opportunity to travel a little bit. And the coolest thing that I got to do was travel with my family across the pond to Wales on a family pilgrimage tour of southern Wales. So let me try and back up and explain a little bit. My family came to the United States via the United Kingdom, Great Britain, back then, uh, through Wales. My great-great-great-granddad... D.C. Jones came over from the town of Pontypool, Wales, which is in South Wales in the Torfin Valley. And we always wondered what Wales was like, and we all the only thing we knew about it was that that was where D.C. Jones had come from. So my family, this accident all stems from a guy named David Christopher, who came from Pontypool, Wales. And that was about all the information we had. So this summer, for 11 days, we had the opportunity to go over to Britain and go to Pontypool, Wales. And I have to tell you, it was really, really special. And it wasn't just special like in the way that, you know, you take a vacation before you start this new job, which is kind of what I did. But it was so rejuvenating. It was invigorating. But it was also identity-producing. And it got me thinking about identity in a lot of different ways. So the title of this episode is Episode 7, Identity in the Binary. This is what I thought about when we were over in Wales. There are a lot of things to say, and all of them are true. So I'm trying to decide what is the most true. Do you remember those tests that we had to take when we were little? Maybe you didn't. I had to take these tests. Where you'd have multiple answers to a question... And some of them sounded kind of right, and some of them didn't sound quite as right. And the instructions were you had to pick the one that is most true. And that frustrated the heck out of me when I was little because I want things to be easy. I like true-false questions, not multiple choice where multiple things can be true. I want something that's black and white. It's true or it isn't. The binary. The questions of which of these is the most true really, really got to me. And in this era of hashtag fake news and multiple truths, it's still really hard, right? We want things to be easy. We want things to be black and white. We want things to be binary. I know part of that for me stems from my ideas of Western culture and Western supremacy, and that is definitely rooted in white supremacy. Thinking in the binary is a a feature of a white supremacist system, and it lives within me, that I need something to be right and something to be wrong, a top, a bottom, a winner, and a loser, right? For the most part here in America, that's why we love capitalism, 
and we hate soccer. Yeah, we love capitalism, and we hate soccer. Because soccer is this beautiful game because you can tie. That's it. You don't have a winner or loser. You just walk away after watching or playing a great match. We don't like soccer here in America very much because we want to see winners and losers. That's why football is more our game. Soccer is patient, and I am not always patient enough to think outside of the binary that has been enculturated in me as a white, straight, cisgendered male living in America. I don't want there to be multiple truths. I want there to be a right and a wrong, because that's easy. But the most true thing that I can think of in this life is that there are multiple truths, right? We have all these different religious traditions. We have different language traditions, different cultures. And all of those ring true in one way or another. And we don't have to think about this in a binary. It doesn't have to be either or. It can be yes and, or both and. We talk about yes and in the seminary and in the pulpit. Because it's a theological statement. That something doesn't have to be binary. That something can be yes and. In the Christian tradition, we frame this idea around the idea of the Trinity. right? The Godhead of Christianity is not an either or. Not a Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit or Redeemer or Creator or Sustainer. Depending on your language. That is all these things together. It is yes and. That theological belief is at the heart of many religions. It's definitely at the heart of mine. The idea that the deepest and most abundant source of creative energy, the dynamic force in the cosmos that created all of this, that you could reduce that to black and white, that is laughably arrogant. Yes, more than one thing can be true. And one of the things that I noticed in Wales is how many things there are bilingual. Road signs and menus and internet web pages and books are written in both English and Welsh. And for a long time, people in Wales couldn't even speak the Welsh language legally. It was outlawed. And now you see Welsh everywhere. So this idea of multiple truths and thinking outside the binary, the yes and... We were in the Torfin Valley in southern Wales, north of the city of Cardiff. And this is where my family comes from. And looking around, at first I thought, all this Welsh, I'm never going to get used to this. But I started to pick up a few phrases. And the more phrases that I picked up, the more similarities and the more differences I saw between where I'm from in West Texas and where we're from in southern Wales. My family. They couldn't be more different, right? Wales is green and hilly. It's full of one-lane roads and tons of sheep. People drive on the left side of the road, and they play rugby and not football. West Texas is flat and brown and windy. It's full of cows, not sheep. Everyone plays football or basketball, not rugby or soccer. They couldn't be more different. One of these is not like the other, right? A binary either or 
I always identify as Texan. But could I also identify as Welsh? I feel like I had to pick. But then I started to look again. And I saw that both southern Wales and West Texas are full of hard-working farmers, children who grew up dreaming of what it might be like to move away and see the world. They're full of small towns that revolve around ball sports, football in Texas, rugby in Wales. Both feature locals desperately trying to hang on to their way of life as the internet and progress and diversity are threatening, quote-unquote, to swallow them up. And in Wales, everywhere you go, you see the signs of progress, starting with the Welsh language, right? That's a good thing. The kids are learning Welsh in schools. People are becoming more bilingual. It's becoming more accepted. But one of the most common Welsh words you see as you walk or drive around is written on the roads, and it's usually coming up to a curve. In English, we have the word slow, reminding you to slow down for this curve. In Welsh, the word is araf. Slow. Araf. Another word you see a lot is gofal, which means careful. Araf and gofal. Slow. Careful. These words are both Southern Welsh and they're West Texan. Because life is slow and careful in both places, right? A rough, go full, go slow, take your time. My granddad used to say to me when he was teaching me how to drive, he would say, don't get to going too fast. You got to take your time, smell the roses, look at the sky, look at the stars, feel what's going on around you. Take a deep breath, inhale, exhale, a rough slow notice the world of which you are a part go full be careful when I think about what West Texas is to me now and a lot of the division that I see it's all about this idea of things that scare us but you gotta be careful because you never know what's gonna happen when you go outside you gotta be careful around people that don't look like you you got to be careful around people that don't speak like you, think like you, act like you. We create this hierarchy, right? We think in the binary. I'm different from you. You are different from me. So I got to be careful, go full, and I got to go slow, a rough. I don't like change. Too much progress scares me. Think about what we're seeing in the world now and recognize that, yeah, that's a part of it. People don't like change necessarily, especially when it comes fast. Especially if you're from a place like West Texas or South Wales, where change doesn't come very often. And if it does, it comes slow, a rough. And you got to be careful, goful. We think in the binary so quickly, and that can translate into our identity, right? I need to think about my identity. And I'm quick to think in the binary here, too, to say, oh, I'm a Texan. That's my primary identity. But it's not my only identity, 
right? We all have multiple identities. Some of us have multiple ethnic identities. Some of us have multiple religious identities, multiple cultural identities. More than one thing is true. So the trick is for us to decide which of these is the most true. But doesn't that fall into the binary again? That it's not I'm Welsh or Texan or American or white or male or UU or minister. It's not either or. It can be both and, yes, and. That's the beauty of the soccer tie, right? You can just walk away without letting either one win, recognizing that you've seen a great game, a great match, that we have all these identities in one. We don't have to choose, necessarily, but a word of caution that I have found is that choosing none of the above... Just because you do not choose does not mean that the powers in society will not choose it for you when it comes to your identity. For me, I can't not choose to be a white, straight, cisgendered man. If I choose to be anything differently, society won't let me. That is part of the privilege that I have. It's what I'm always going to be in the eyes of everyone else. So I've got to learn to own any discomfort that comes along with that and deal with it. Because not getting to choose my identity is not a burden. Because we think in the binary, and in our binary, I'm at the top of the ladder. So however dysfunctional or uncomfortable I might feel with that identity, it is one that I have to choose to accept. Because we are so quick to think in the binary and life is rarely, truly in black and white, that's a hard thing to accept, especially for a good liberal boy like me who's trying to plumb the depths of the universe and ask hard questions about what it means to be together when being together means wrestling with these multiple identities, these multiple truths, and knowing that the pride I have in being Welsh now, and in being Texan, holds a different meaning for someone who comes from a different part of the world. It might not be a positive meaning, and that is something that I have to own and accept as well. It doesn't have to be an either-or, my identity is better than yours, this identity is better than this. It can be both and, yes, and. And saying yes to the multiple truths is not shying away from things that seem a little bit more black and white, right and wrong. Racism, for example, is kind of a black and white issue in terms of being right and wrong. We don't stand on the side of racists and say, oh, that's just a multiple truth. No, things that oppress are wrong, and they are always wrong. But outside of that spectrum, when we fall into the trap of the binary... Life is rarely truly black and white. It's usually in beautiful shades of gray. Except, if you go slow, a rough, and look carefully, go full, you see that the shades of gray in this world are not really gray at all. But they are beautiful, 
rainbow-colored, peacock's feathers, kaleidoscopic light glistening through the sand into your eyes and showing you the beauty of the diversity of this world, the beauty of yes and, the beauty of both and, the beauty of multiple truths. As my Welsh cousins would call this rainbow spectrum, envis, the grays and the rainbows and all the colors and the shadows of our lives spoiled together right here in this one beautiful home that we call Earth. That's the beauty in it. That's the beauty in our identity. That we have these multiple identities we might choose, we might have chosen for us. But it all breaks down to the one common identity we have, that of human. That we share this planet together. We share this journey that we're all walking through, trying to figure it out one step at a time. So I'm encouraged to know that whether I identify as Welsh or Texan or UU, I'm encouraged to go slow, Araf, and to be careful, goful, as I walk this path, to walk along it with others and to find my way home, knowing that it is not black and white that I seek, but the beautiful rainbow-colored grays of both and, of multiple truths, of identity outside of the binary. And that, friends, is an encouraging fact. Be well this week. Go in peace. And amen. You can follow Reverend McKinley on Twitter at McKinley L. Sims or follow him on his blog at uuministry.com backslash McKinley Sims. Rock me.